Welcome to the Kingdom Minded Coach Podcast, a podcast all about purpose, vision, and mission in life and business. The goal? To help you discover purpose, launch your vision, and impact the world through your unique kingdom-driven purpose. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Kingdom Minded Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Angel Rivera, and today I'm bringing you episode 19 entitled, Three Lies That Keep Believers Broke. And when I talk about broke, I'm talking about financial, your bank account, living paycheck to paycheck, never having enough, and developing a mindset and excuses and believing lies that keep us in the same situation week in and week out. If you know anything about God and if you open up your Bible enough, you're going to realize and see that money is one of the most talked about subjects in all of scriptures. It's important for many reasons. We're not going to go into that today, but I want you to just have a foundation of understanding and trying to just place in your mind right now that our Father wants to financially bless us. He does not want to see us struggle, fret, be worried about, or have anxiety about our finances, have bill collectors calling us, not paying our rent, our mortgage, and just being plain out, stressed out over not having enough abundance to take care of ourselves and our family. If you read the scriptures enough as well, you're going to see that he wants to bless you, that we are supposed to live a kingdom-driven life in purpose, abundantly and financially blessed, and living wealthy in every area of our life. But something is happening. I don't know if you've ever looked around or thought and asked yourself, why are there so many broke Christians and so many rich people in the world? There's so many people that don't believe in God that seem to be financially blessed. And one of the reasons I thought to myself is, hey, they don't serve God, right? They, they're out there just robbing people, doing unethical things, and just downright dirty tactics to get what they got. But I've also met people that don't necessarily believe in God and they do treat other people the way they want to treat it. They follow the golden rules. According to our standards, they're actually upright, good people. They have families. They love their husband. They love their wives. They have children. They're cool people. There's nothing wrong. They're not evil. They're not robbing people. They're not being unrighteous in a sense, right? When it comes to our standards, they're actually awesome people that don't believe in God. So that couldn't be it for me. So there had to be other reasons why people of the world were rich and people of the faith, for the most part, not all, but for the majority, they're broke, they're beat down. It's almost as if a non-believer were to look at an average believer, they would look at them and look at their life and be like, I don't want any of that. I've been there. I've seen that before. Uh, But today's podcast is going to be about the financial aspect, and I'm going to give three lies that keep most believers broke. And the first big one that many people believe, many believers believe, and maybe you do too, and this is a, I want to say this is a flagship reason, is money is evil. Money is evil is a lie that most people believe. And I want to tell you this, money is an intangible object. It doesn't have feelings, emotions, or a personality. So how can an object be 
evil. There, there, there has to be a soul, a spirit for somebody to do an evil act to be able to be considered evil. The enemy has to be able to tempt, to destroy, to kill something. And because money doesn't have anything to tempt, to kill, or to destroy, it can't do that. So money in and of itself cannot be evil. So right off the bat, right there, money, farce, it's a lie. Do not believe that money is evil. And I'm going to give you a scripture, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. It says, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. So here in the New International Version, and there's other versions that you can read, it's the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, not just one, but all. It's not money itself, but it's the love of money. So again, it's our soul, our spirit, our mind that navigates towards what money can do for us, entices us with worldly desires and pleasures, and that's what money does. Money can be used as a tool to cause all kinds of evil, and most people, according to Scripture, are so eager for it that it has taken them and caused them to wander away from the faith and they have hurt themselves, pierced themselves with many griefs and problems. So money can bring problems. Money can take you away from the faith, but it's not money in and of itself. It's the love of money that causes all kinds of evil. So for the first point that I wanted to tell you today, if you have ever thought that money is evil, money doesn't grow on trees, and you have other kinds of you know, um, sayings about money that cause it to just not come to you in a sense, right? You have mind blocks, then you have to start to work on that. And you have to start seeing money as a tool that can be used for good. Number two, being broke or poor is piety. In other words, we have a mindset, and a lot of people do, that if I have money, then God, I'm not really godly. If I have money, then I'm not really the I can I can't be the best Christian that I can be because I'm actually afraid that if I get any kind of money or if I become successful I may do exactly what 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 10 it may entice me and it may make me eager and I may wander away from my faith so if I keep myself in a poor mindset if I keep myself humble and not desire those kind of things, then that's going to make me desire God more. Guys, this produces a poverty mindset. You cannot help other people the best way you can if you're hiding under a bushel. So one of the things that I just wanted to encourage you today is that if you have the ability to go out there and to be an entrepreneur, to go out there and become a light in the marketplace, and you do have the opportunity to financially be blessed, then why aren't you? You'd be able to do a lot more with the money that you have. And again, guys, remember this. It's not what money does to us. It's what is already inside of us that what money can entice us to do. So this is not a money problem. It's a me problem. It's a I problem. It's I got to get something right inside of me so that I can be blessed to be a blessing. And then number three, and this one's huge. It's not applying God's principles in your life. 
If you are not a student of the Word, if you're not opening up your Word and actually doing biblical studies and applying biblical principles to study your Word, it's going to be very difficult for you to develop a new mindset, a renewed mind that's going to allow you to see yourself. It's going to allow you to heal from past thoughts and circumstances and mindsets. That's going to allow you to see money in a different way so that you can actually go out into the world and become an effective marketplace leader in whatever area of expertise that you're in so that you can be a blessing to other people. And when you apply and learn God's principles, his principles never come back void. His word never comes back void. And in 1 Timothy, I, li- I like 1 Timothy because it talks a lot about the wealth and money and, and how we should operate. In uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 to 18, it offers instructions uh, for the wealthy among us. And it basically says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth. So here it goes. If there were not wealthy Christians, why would Timothy be talking to them? He says, make sure you command those who are rich. Rich in what? Rich in every area of life. That they're present in the world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in their wealth, which is so uncertain. So he's just giving a dialogue here. He's giving a manifesto. He's giving us a framework to work off of. And he's telling us it's uncertain. And don't put your hope in wealth. Um, do not be arrogant, but instead put your hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. So right here, if he would not be telling you um, to put your hope in God, if it was going to be a horrible life, if God was here to punish you and keep you broke and keep you destitute. No, he says, put your hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. God wants us to be happy. He wants you to enjoy life. He just doesn't want the things in life to have you. Then he goes on to say, command them to do good. So go Go out there and do good. Go out there and become a marketplace leader. Go out there and learn how to transform lives. Take the information that you've been blessed with and go and bless somebody else and turn that into a business. Be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. Guys, right here, this is the answer for you to go out there and become somebody. Do something. Monetize on the information, the skill sets, the gifts, the talents that you've been given. It says here again, come Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds. And then when you're rich because of your good deeds, to be generous and willing to share. Now, this is the thing. I'm not saying that you should, in order to be good, you should be calm. You should be good regardless. You should want to be good deeds and have, do good deeds, sorry, and be a servant and still go out there and be nice and generous to people. But it says to be rich in good deeds and then if you're rich in good deeds, to be generous as well and willing to share. Now, this is the thing. I don't know about you guys, but I've met a lot of broke people. Heck, I've been broke as a joke myself. And when I am in lack, it's hard for me to be generous. It's hard for me to be willing to share because it's like, I don't even have enough for me. How can I? I mean, I could go without. I could sacrifice but is, is that what God really wants us to do? I, I don't think so. That's not what the scripture says. It says here he wants to richly provide for you. He wants to provide everything for our enjoyment. And in the process of providing for us, he commands us to do good and then to be rich in our good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. 
this is a beautiful passage. But in the process, don't become arrogant. Don't put your hope in your wealth. Be rich in good deeds. Why? In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it tells us, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. What are those good works? It's the purpose, the talent, the gifts that God has given you. You're supposed to go into the marketplace, be rich in your good deeds, so that you can in turn be generous and willing to share. So in conclusion, guys, I wanted this first episode just to give you these three foundational lies that we believe that keep us broke, that keep us out of doing the things that we should be doing in the world to make an impact. People that believe for the most part have the hardest time making money. Yet the people who are in the world who don't believe are out there making massive amounts of money. It should be opposite. We should allow the word of God to not uh, allow us to be arrogant, to have the fruits of the spirit inside of us so that the Holy Spirit can can throttle our worldly desires so that we can have our flesh not rise up, but the spirit become stronger so that we can go out there and be marketplace leaders so that we can share what we have and we can do a good thing with what we have and we can be an inspiration and that we can actually show people that to believe is to prosper, to believe is to be wealthy, to believe is to be financially secure, to believe in God is to be a good steward of what we have, to take territory and dominion because we serve the king of kings who gives us the authority to do these things but if we believe that money is evil if we believe that poor is piety so therefore we develop and and willfully develop at that a poverty mindset and if we don't apply nor understand god's principles for our life our finances our wealth our territory our kingship under the authority of the king of kings it's going to be very hard for us to develop anything that's going to give us the opportunity to become wealthy believers on earth. So think about if you fall into any of these categories. It's time to go back. It's time to get the keys. It's time to change our mindset. It's time to stop believing that money is evil. It's time to start applying God's principles so that you can live a better life here on earth and inspire other people to do the same thing. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It's episode 19, three lies that we believe that keep us broke no more. Let's change the script. Let's go out there and pursue God with all of our heart. Until next time, you keep living life on purpose, pursue your passion, and allow the Holy Spirit to use your life, your gifts, and your talent to impact the world. We'll see you next time, and God bless. Thank you for tuning into the Kingdom Minded Coach Podcast with your host, Angel Rivera. We hope today's episode delivered clarity towards your kingdom-driven purpose, ignited a greater vision for your future, and inspired a deeper desire to embrace all that God has for you. If you have any questions or feedback for new topics or episodes, please connect with us by sending an email to info at thekingdommindedcoach.com. And don't forget to share the podcast with everyone you love and care about on all your favorite social media platforms. Remember, we're better together and sharing positivity brings us one step closer to true fulfillment. Until our next episode, pursue purpose, embrace change, and impact your world 
one person at a time. God bless.